It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleach Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast. Landon, it's been a while. How are you doing, buddy? I was just going to say, I don't know about as always, as far as how regular well, I'm on the show at this point now. But yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's the first one of the first one of the season. I we we uh, I I just left everything from the last time that we did this. So <laughs> the first full, full disclosure, <laughs> the, the full the first the first podcast of the year. So yeah, yeah, I we guess, should we should really build that up. We, yeah, well, <laughs> we're uh, we're really <laughs> rolling right into this. This one's gonna be a yeah. Great let's one. do it. All right, coming up on today's show, we review the Cowboys 2017 season. We talk about Dak Prescott, we talk about Dez, and we review the Cowboys defense and what to expect going forward in 2018. So let's jump right into it, Landon. What were your biggest biggest takeaways from the 2017 season? Uh, what things what things can we take away from the season and, and be impressed with? What things do we need to be concerned about going forward? Man, <laughs> it's I quite mean, a question. Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a, thing right to, off. quite a thing to nutshell. Um, you know, I think obviously, um, I, I mean, I, I think if you had to like, you know, kind of sum up in one phrase sort of what the season was like, I mean, up and down, like I think is it was up and it was down. And um, I think that, you know the swings back and forth and in, in in kind of in season momentum. Um, you know, felt. You know, you and I were talking about about, about this before the, before the, we got on the air. It's been a long season, and um, and I think you know to to some extent we say that probably every year just because you know the nature of what we do is is very time consuming and it's and it feels like a sprint when you're in in season you know and um so i i think that looking back now i mean just the amount of you know emotional roller coaster that went on and and, and the thing about it too is that like it, not even necessarily always on the field like you know so much off the field uh, as always uh, with the Cowboys, yeah, as always. I mean, yeah, but to a but to a certain degree, like, I mean, a lot. Some of this wasn't even necessarily of their doing, you know. So I, I think that, um, I, I think that you know when you looked at, uh, it's funny because when you when you, you know you, you kind of think back to those times when when we first get our hands on the schedule and we look at the we look at it and we. For no good reason at all, other than the fact that we don't, we haven't had any football for months, and you know the release of the schedule is the thing that happens that day in the off season. You know we pontificate on what the final 
uh, you know, record could be or whatever, just based on the, what we see in the schedule. And, and, you know, keeping in mind that, like, you know, still at that point, months and months of stuff could happen. You know, players get injured at any point from there until the end of the season, including in just the off season. Uh, so the, the complexity of these teams and, and which teams are good and bad changes not just between the, you know then when you get the schedule and then to the actual regular ski- season, but from week to week now it seems that the NFL is just you know who's good and who's bad changes just as quickly as the week changes it seems now. Um, and so I, I guess what I, I'm getting at is that you know with all the things that happened positive and negative, the swings back and forth that happened on the field, um, I, I just feel like. At this point, the Cowboys would really have loved to have had a certain amount of, you know, like, I guess just kind of stabling force. I mean, I think even their losses were, were big-time losses and their and their wins, you know, were often, you know, big-time wins. So it, it wasn't even right. like it felt like it last year where they won a whole bunch of close games, you know. Um, they were kicking teams' butts and then getting their butts kicked in a way that, um, you know, it, it's it, I think was a little bit unusual for for what we've seen from this team the last few years. Well, and think about it like this: What was their best win from this season? Oh, I, I mean, I mean when you really, I think it's pretty strange. Kansas City, yeah, Kansas City. I thought was was, and, and I would agree. But what about after that? What, what's their next best win after Kansas City? Oh, probably. I mean, you really, you Washington? really got to dig deep. Though. I mean, but yeah, but I mean, it's like it's. I I think it's. I mean, really, the thing about it is that it's it's. It felt like a lot of part of the season was a sideshow to how much longer are we gonna get? You know, Zeke and, and just kind of that that it was having it's hanging that, over you the whole you time. Know, and that's the thing about it is, if honestly, the thing I'm gonna remember the most about the season is just the specter of not knowing whether our best player was gonna be on the team week to week, and what that right. did to the team, and 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 ultimately. Um, you know, they had to recover from a lot and then they had to deal with even more that they weren't aware that they were going to have to uh, deal with. And, and I think, you know, eventually once they lost Seek and then you know, ended up losing Tyron Smith uh, or at least getting him injured to the point where he wasn't quite the same player, uh, you know, that those two things really had an effect on the middle part of the season. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously the offense got into a tailspin that they couldn't quite pull themselves out of even once Zeke came back. It, it's just weird that I remember going and doing podcasts and preparing for the show. Uh, and we record these on Thursday night, our previews for the games on Sunday. And we would have to make predictions on games that we didn't know if Zeke was going to be eligible to play or not. It, it, it was just such an insane season that way. Of It, it just felt like it was hanging over Dallas the entire time. Uh, then you had the Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell uh, I don't feud, whatever you want to call it, uh, and just from the weird timing of some of the injuries, it it really just feels like a loss season in so many different ways. Uh, I know, I know, there's things positive to take out of this, and we're gonna get to that in a second with the defense. But it it really just felt like a odd season. Uh, before we get to Dak Prescott, uh, I want to tell you guys about my bookie. Ever since I started this podcast. People have always been asking for advice, and this is one of my favorite weekends to bet. Wildcard weekend is fantastic. Uh, usually they want to know what team to bet on, um, but let me tell you guys this. Where you're betting is just as important as who you are betting on, so that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. 
MyBookie has been in this business for year, years, and the rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's talk about Dak. Uh, We all kind of figured that this was probably going to be a tough year for Dak, not just because... um, because of the circumstance, but just because it's hard for anybody to repeat that season that he had last year. Defenses had a full year of game tape to look at him. Um, In the first half of this season, he was fantastic. You go back and you watch some of those games, and and I did because I was... A lot of people were down on Prescott because of the way he's played over the last few weeks. Um, But you go back and you watch the first eight games of the season, and you you see that franchise quarterback, and you see what he was to start the season and what he was last year. You got to remind yourself that the situation for him in the last seven weeks of the season was not ideal at all. So talk to me about Dak. Are you worried about him long-term? Do you think he is still the answer here at quarterback for the Cowboys? Yeah, I absolutely think he's still the answer. Um, And I think he's still, you know, your franchise quarterback. I, you know, I heard people asking that kind of question. Look, I mean, I I think, you know, I think again, if we go back to what our and the reason I keep wanting to go back to this is because I think that you know it gives you a good sense of before you knew the outcome what your expectation was. I think if you go back to what everyone was feeling before the season, the concern was will will, will Dak have a you know a regression? Will will Dak regress from from his his you know incredible rookie year? It's not uncommon for second-year players to, to kind of take a step back or whatever, or to take you know a big step forward in the case of the guys that usually come out on fire. Um, but and, and I think what you saw is that Dak had some regression issues, uh, you know, a little bit later in the a little bit later in the year. But that only ever came out until when he was put in a awful situation with you know where the 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 best offensive weapon and then uh, maybe your best offensive player got hurt at the same time mm. and 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 I think that. You know that you know was a whole different section of the uh, of of the of problems for the offense. Um, I also think that um, uh, you know early on when the, the the offensive line was still kind of finding its way with the, the you know who was playing at, at each position, um, you know it's it's that itself was also an issue. Um, so I, I think that you know when. The situation started to digress around him. I think you know everyone kind of you know expected or wanted him 
um, to step up and and take control and, and and run this offense on his own. And I and I think that you know that's all well and good, but that's a complicated. I mean, that's that, that's so much more than just Dak. You know, that's so much more than sure. just what he can do. You know, like I I think that you know he didn't get a ton of help from his wide receivers. You know, I know that you know his wide receivers. And and their wide receiver coach want to talk about the the routes the combination being run, but at the same time, if you just look at the target and the you know uh, successful target percentage compared to where it was last year, the the catch the catch percentages of of these players of last year, I, I think they're pretty much down across the board. Or I know for a fact that they're down for Cole Beasley yep. and for Dez, who are were the you know obviously the ones who are getting the most of the targets. So, uh, you know. I think it's a complicated issue that doesn't have a simple solution uh, for as to why uh, there were struggle there. But I, I think that none of it, to me, um, you know, I, I think that there's this this uh, this tendency to, for a lot of fans, especially you know, more, kind of more casual fans, for confirmation bias. You know, where they 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 see the team struggling, and then um, you know they see a, a Dak throw the ball to someone that they perceive to be covered. And because they saw a guy who they think is open, they think that Dak missed the guy, you know? I mean, it's, and it's stuff like that, that then once everyone starts piling on, you know, I mean, we, we all experience it with Romo and we all know what that is. But I guess my point is, is that I see a guy who, who, you know, after being put into a, a terrible situation, his second year in the league, uh, you know, showed some, some some aggression, some footwork problems. You know, lost control of what was going on uh, between his upper and, and lower body at times. Um, but I also think that that's not you know he has he's not spoiled. <laughs> you know, we we don't throw him out now. Like I mean, I think this is a thing where a right. guy, a, this is a guy who needs to again redouble his efforts in in focusing on his footwork. You know, something footwork is something that quarterbacks of of good ilk are working on their entire career. So. You know the the difference between a, a great and elite quarterback is often something as as you know simple, even though it's not that simple as footwork. So I tend to think that yes, you continue to have him work on it, redouble his efforts there. I I've seen him, I see what he can do. You know, like it, it, you've seen him on a, on a consistent basis play like a top level quarterback when when the situation is correct, and and so I I have no doubts that he can do it. The the problem is is you know getting the rest getting everything all together getting the team on the same page as him getting you know his motion his comfort level in the pocket back to a a, a level that you know he can feel comfortable throwing the ball normally executing the offense normally and not you know having to w- look over the, his shoulder for someone about to eat him because you've got your you know second left tackle and you know third left guard in or whatever uh, situation is happening on the offensive line that week. So I tend to think that he could still be – he's still that guy. He still can, can do those things. You still see him make plays. You see that that ability. It's just, you know, they you know he he's a young player still, and he still he still needs some time to kind of solidify things that shouldn't – that aren't quite second nature yet that he needs to work on a little bit better, look, work on a little bit more in order to make second nature. The thing that the thing that I keep coming back to with Prescott, and people are always asking me, "Are you concerned about Prescott?" And it's 
it's a much bigger question than Prescott's ability and and if I'm worried about his accuracy and all that kind of stuff. Um, it for me it really comes back to that Atlanta game because I feel like that Falcons game really messed him up because he just never felt comfortable inside the pocket from that Atlanta game on, and it's understandable why he got beat up in that. Falcons game and it carried over to that Charger game where he got hit a bunch in that game uh, or the Eagle game and then he came back and played the Charger game on the on Thanksgiving and he got a hit hit a ton in that one too so that three game stretch was absolutely brutal um, I think when the Cowboys go back this offseason and they look at the film and Prescott, he, he figures out how to maybe avoid some of these extra hits and sacks that he's going to take I think they'll be able to figure out I think they'll be okay the big question that I really have about this team is that the pass catchers. Um, I've made my thoughts known about Terrence Williams for a long time. I think he's a guy that you have to replace on the outside. Um, He just doesn't add enough to this offense to make it um, an explosive, uh, basically just an explosive downfield attack. Cole Beasley severely dropped off and you know what I'm not sure if he's ever fully healthy from his torn hamstring that he suffered last year maybe that carried over maybe it was something else but to me Beasley just never looked like that same athlete that we saw last year and then we've talked about the struggles with Dez a lot too I I, I'm not sure what's going on with Dez I think it's a lot of a a lot of trust issues between him and Prescott neither of them have a good feel of where they're supposed to be and where the balls are supposed to be thrown in certain uh, routes especially in zone coverage so I just think there's a lot of a lot of fixable things that are going on with this offense now that once they get to the offseason once they figure figure out what they want to do on offense, they'll be able to correct it. But I do think they need to add a receiver to this group, and we're going to have plenty of time to talk about that. But what do you think about Dez and the rest of the receiving unit this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that something something happened there this year, obviously, and I, I, don't, I can't really put my finger on what it is either. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that you know, like we said, it feels like some people are trying to blame the route combinations or the, you know, you know, saying I think it could be that. I think it could be a, a portion of that I, because I think they are a little bit predictable in the routes that they but, run. But I also, but I, I mean, predictable. Go ahead. I, I mean, I'd also, I, the whole idea that unpredictable equals good is, is, you know, like that's, that's a false. Correct. You know, I think that this right. offense is, is not built to be unpredictable. This offense is built to be predictable. You know what's coming, but you can't stop it. You know, like that's, this but is maybe game. that's the problem is maybe teams figured out a way to stop their predictable routes. Well, but that, you know, so the, what, what is, uh, okay. But what you're saying right now, analyze it a little bit further. What, what does that phrase mean to you? Like well, if, to if me, teams are, if teams are able to stop the predictable routes, what what are ultimately you saying right there? You're well, saying you're well, saying okay, the wider, you're saying that the wide receivers aren't getting open. You know, like well, I mean, like but if, that but that could also be scheme related. So let me give you an example for Beasley, for instance. Teams were daring Beasley to run a deep route on them this year because they were sitting on every little short pass. Now sometimes they would guess and they would guess uh, the wrong side, whether it's an in or an out. But they were daring Beasley to run by them this year, and that just didn't happen. So that's just one example for Des. There, there's there are certain routes there certain routes that Des won't run, and we know. 
in certain formations on third and five or less, they're going to run a slant to Des. So teams are keying on that. So I think that's more what I'm talking about, that teams kind of have an idea what's coming so they can put themselves in a better uh, positions to stop those routes. I mean, I think it's, that a certain amount of that is true, but I, I also think that, I mean, that these were the routes that they've been running for five years. Like they didn't like just not change the routes from last year or just not change the routes in two years. These are the same this is the same routes they've been running. Why does it suddenly not work? You know what I'm saying? Well, like they they knew about these routes last year when they were running them too. Like this was So then it then it comes down to the quarterback. And and this is one of my problems with Deck is he doesn't throw with a lot of anticipation. And it's I don't think that's a huge uh, hot take or anything, but that's just not one of his strengths. So when they when these receivers don't necessarily look open, sometimes you have to throw with a little bit more anticipation and throw them open. But see, so you, I think you, you, you have a I, little. You and I are discussing the the, the same thing. Well, we're discussing the op, the either side of the same coin. But you know, like right. I, the problem is is that de- those the, our wide receivers don't create separation. The, the wide receiver who did, who did create separation was was Beasley, and he didn't seem to be creating very much separation this year. Um, and Dak is clearly more comfortable with wide receivers who uh, create separation. And and I think that you know he's not th- as adept at throwing guys open, which isn't you know. I think some people think that that's like a uh, a detriment, like that that he, like it's a skill set that he's lacking. I, and I don't I don't necessarily view it that way. I view it as a way that he wins, you know. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think that that also is the way that Dak keeps his turnovers low. Is you know because he's not he's not daring you know try to fit those balls in where they may not fit and i think that that's how he's sure. able to uh you know control the ball a little bit better than like you know say romo you know i think romo uh would try to fit things in there and he would do it <laughs> very very well most of the time but then you know when he wouldn't it would sometimes you know results in disaster um and i think that the issue is you like you said you and i are talking about the same thing though i i mean i guess Really, the way to look at it is how do you fix it? And I, to me, I don't think fixing it is replacing Dak. I think fixing it is, you know, replacing the wide receivers or finding a way to work on that a little bit. You know, whether and, it's, and my my thought is work on the scheme. And I think that's to be fair. I think this might be a little bit of a combination of both. I think they're going to get another receiver this year. And I think they're going to tweak the scheme a little bit to maybe suit these receivers in their later age uh, to help them out a little bit better uh, this upcoming season. They need uh, – the problem is the Terrence Williams isn't a problem. The problem is that you need Terrence – you need Terrence Williams to be like your third receiver. And you need another number two receiver mm-hmm. uh, to who actually is probably – like I, I don't think – I don't think Terrence Williams is bad. I think the issue is that more than what we really realize, we need Terrence Williams to be a good hand catcher, and that's and that's the yes. issue is that he he's not he is he's great. He got great feet. He's got great blocker. Uh, he's perfect for a uh, number wide receiver two for for Romo. But the Cowboys need like with Dak, they need a 
uh, and you and I have talked about it on the program before. They need a guy who's a great route runner who can create separation, who is going to be reliable. Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, a guy Stephon who can, Diggs, a guy who Golden can Tate. reliably beat man coverage on the backside. Yes, uh, and yes. I, and I think Terrence Williams has struggled with that at times, uh, or when he has done it. Um, has struggled to catch the ball when it's thrown high, you know, to over his head or you know that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's where we are at this point. Is that I don't have a problem with Terrence Williams as a player. I think he he's doing what he can as as he can. I think the issue is now more that this team needs to realize that what they need out of their wide receiver two is going to be different than it was you know previously with Tony Romo. Sure. All right, let's move on to the defense, our last point of the show. Um, I, I think entering the season, we were a little discouraged about the defense, especially after that Denver game. But we always kind of knew that this was a young defense that we were hoping by the end of the season was going to take big uh, leaps forward. And you know, by 2018, this would be a defense that would be ready to go. And I think we saw that. I, I think there's a lot to be encouraged about on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they found their war daddy. I don't love using that term, but they found their number one pass rusher in Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, they found David Irving when he's healthy to be a really good number two. Um, Sean Lee is still incredible. I will argue that he is the best linebacker in the league when he's healthy. They found a bunch of cornerbacks in Chidobe Wuzier and Jordan Lewis, and uh, I even like Xavier Woods down the, in the slot. So. Overall, I'm pretty encouraged about their defense going forward. I know there's a couple spots they need to address, such as the one technique, and we've talked about the importance of that position a lot on this show. Um, I'm okay with their safeties. They probably need to find another linebacker. But overall, I thought the defense was a bright spot in the second half of the season, and I think that's the most encouraging thing going into this offseason is that they have a defense that has clearly shown that they have the talent to be a top 10 unit in the league. So, Quick thoughts on the Cowboys defense from 2017. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people complaining about and, and wanting to, you know, get rid of uh, of, of Marinelli. And, and, I mean, you just look no. around and it's like, I mean, I get it at certain points, but, like, I mean, they haven't re- allowed more than 21 points in, I don't 52 know, like, points in the last five games. 52 yeah. points in the last five games. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, incredible. man. Like, that's really, really And I don't good. care what the competition is. It, that, I, I don't care who the quarterbacks are. And actually, the quarterbacks aren't that bad. They've played some pretty decent quarterbacks, and 52 points is very impressive. You know, I, I tend to think that I st- what, one thing I, that kind of still gave me hope um, uh, the, the one thing that gave me hope a little bit at the end of the season was that I, I felt like there, you know, the way the defense was ascending near the end of the year, that maybe if they if we could get Zeke back and the offense could get back on 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 track, they would really be a team to that would be difficult to to win, to beat right. in, in, in the playoffs. So if they could make the playoffs, obviously that's not what happened. Um, but I, I think that what you know what we did see is that defense did end up coming into into uh into shape and and i think that you know what you've seen for the future looks looks really good and i think um you know there's definitely some positions where they're they're gonna, they're probably going to add uh, uh, some bodies i mean you know i think you mentioned linebacker that's probably a spot where they'll, they'll add a guy um you know i think that that um they may you know I, I it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with byron jones uh, after this last year 
But I, I think overall, I mean, if you look at the team, the defense really started to ascend as the end of the year came closer. And I think, you know, as far as the bright side, you know, it, it, it's one of the things that that you know gives you a little bit of hope in the future. I mean, it's not that you're worried about the offense. It's just that, I mean, I think that you have talent there, and and you realize that 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 probably can find its way back, you know, to where it was. The defense, you you just weren't, you weren't sure how the season was going to end up. You know, you just weren't sure if these guys are going to pan out. You had a lot of youth, um, and frankly, I mean, it looks like they got pretty good hits on all these players, and I and I'm including Taco because. Honestly, like yes. I mean, I think if you look at if you look, but I mean, but to be clear, like if you look at what your expectation is for that player, I feel like he's he kind of he got there, right? Like I mean, I think three sacks for that is that what he ended up with? I think that's like yeah, with- and and he three sacks and he played well in the Eagle game. You go back and watch him; he had a couple of really nice rushes in the Eagle game as well. So I mean, I, I think that that's. I think you know that's good. That's a good start for a guy that, like, like we said early on, is probably not going to be a guy this this year, uh, and, mm-hmm. and he and he may not even be the guy next year. But I I, I feel like he. But he doesn't have to be. He yeah, doesn't have to be the guy uh, next year. And I feel like you know, if, if year three, if he can be a guy who is, you know, could be an eight to ten sack guy, you know, start for the for the uh, for the remainder of his career. Man, that's beautiful. You know, that's, Absolutely. That, that, I mean, you get that on opposite sides of of, of a Demarcus Lawrence, and and, he, and you got something. And, and you know, you fill out that the, the interior, figure out what's going on with the defensive line. You know, you've got pieces now, and I think that that's the thing is that you go into 2018 knowing, hey, I've got some players on this defense now. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence has shown us to be the, the guy we want. We can figure out the rest of the defensive line. I still don't know what to think about you know Collins if we'll ever get a uh, you know a full healthy season out of the dude you know to, to to like ever live up to what we've seen with at times um uh you know i i think that there's a lot of there's a lot of good things to work with there um and you know if they and Jalen we need to talk about Jalen well, too and, because know, Jaylen, we we had no expectations of Jalen going into the season uh, and a, i don't think he was great by anything but leads the team uh, in he tackles. was much better of his, that's, yeah that's amazing he was you know? much better in the second half of the season yeah he really really those last few games he really started to look good um and i and i i don't know what his health you know what is like or where we're going with this as far as the knee goes but i i think that at at the very least he he's finally going to get to go into an off season where he's working, uh, you know, at uh, that off season on his on his on his craft, not necessarily you know full time trying to get back on the field just to be able to work on his craft, you know. Sure. So uh, I think that's exciting for him. And look, I think the defense is 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 really on the, on the rise. I think that you know, if anything, it, I I hope that if they decide to. You know, go, move on from uh, Marinelli, which I, I, I you know, I kind of don't want them to. Like, I, I, I feel no, neither that, do I. I think that they should keep the coaching staff intact. Maybe, maybe move some, move on from some of the, you know, other coaches. But I think the coordinator should stay at least one more year, um, because I think, you know, as far as as much as anyone wants to complain about the coaching, I think there was a lot of good coaching that's still going on in this team. I think that you know, if they can figure out how to uh, deploy the rest of their defensive line a little bit better. Um, 
th- this defense, I mean, it really came into shape. They they clearly have they really clearly got a great trio of defensive backs in the draft, um, and then Wilson, I think, is is a guy who they're going to continue to work on, and I think he could end up being a guy who may get some snaps next year as well. Um, I just think that you know they got a, a, another good crop of draft picks, and they started to show show out and to form a little bit near the end of the end of the season. Uh, and you know, look, their de- our defense is getting crapped on by a lot of people for uh, things that happened, you know, in the middle and early on in the season. But if you look at what has happened, especially specifically since they swapped out the rookies in for the uh, defensive backs as the starters. This this defense took off and uh, and played at a level that it hadn't played at and, and previously. So I think and that's exactly what we had hoped was going to happen and, and it did happen. It's just that the offense, unfortunately, because of what happened with Zeke and everything else, wasn't able to hold up their end of the bargain and uh, they they weren't able to kind of turn things around in time for this team to make a push for the playoffs. All right, let's talk about those really quickly. When they made that switch to playing more of Chidobi Wuzier well, actually once he got healthy in that Redskin game. Uh, from that point on, listen to the passing yards they gave up. 224 against Washington, 228 against the Giants, 171 against the Raiders, 60 against the Seahawks, and 149 against the Eagles. I mean, you can't do any better than that. I, I don't care what quarterbacks you're playing against. That's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm excited about those guys. I'm also excited about some of the guys that started to play more at the end of the year and a couple of the guys they have buried on their bench. We've talked a lot about Duke Thomas before, a guy that didn't play at all this year, but we kind of showed out in preseason. Uh, I like him and Marquez White. Those guys will be back next year to battle for a spot. Even Dayton Jones, defensive lineman, got a lot of uh, snaps in the last couple weeks. I'm curious to see what the long-term plan is with him because I think he, he's got a little bit of ability to maybe play three technique here. Um, they've got some other guys in Lewis Neal who started to play a little bit more. So overall, encouraged with the defense. They have just a couple holes they have to fill. Um, and once they get Earl Thomas this offseason, everything will come together, correct? <laughs> that's that's exactly how it's hey. all going to play out. Exactly. You know, look, I, I I think it's time for them. I would like for them to start to get serious about the nose tackle position. If the, You know, yes. you and I have talked about this. Uh, I think it's time. You know, I think you can if you can figure out, especially with as much three man line that they play, having a guy who can push the pocket from the interior on passing downs and be a, a monster in the run game uh, is just insanely valuable. It's like it's it, I it, in a game. I understand that like generally it's it's easy to dismiss these guys, especially in the way the game has been headed. But there are ways to use these guys in the passing game effectively and uh and yes. i think that you know at this point they also help you get to third down yeah they help you get to and, third and, down and which I, is the most important thing i i think that i think with what you've got if what you got in your linebackers here you know i think you, you with jalen with with lee you're gonna get exponentially more production out of those guys if you're able to put a, a monster in front of them to eat up blocks so that's where that's where i'm at with the the changes on defense that I would like to make. I if 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 they would let me into that room, I would say, hey guys, it really is worth your time. If there's a guy, if there's a uh, 
Oh man, I'm gonna really embarrass myself. Vita Via. Vita, that's exactly Vita the Via. name I was gonna say. Vita Via from uh, Washington. If, if they, I, I, the only Marcus, the only reason I remember that dude is because last year, I, I remember his yeah. eye caught yeah. me while watching all those Washington guys last year. I was like, God, who's that guy? Uh, which is saying something because that <laughs> defense had all kinds of guys on that, but he mm-hmm. stuck out. Um, but I think if you could find a guy like that, I think this defense really could take off in a way. And, and honestly. It's it's what we've needed. This defense needed to be at this level for us. You want to talk about a championship formula? You gotta find. You get this offense back to where it needs to be as a run first offense. I think you you start to try to find creative ways to use Rod Smith more in this offense. You start making this more of a of a two back attack. Not 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 like a two back. Like uh, I should have said it like that. Not like a fifty fifty. Not like back. New Orleans. Not 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 yeah, like not New Orleans. Like New Orleans. I think more like you're gonna Zeke is gonna get a very heavy lion's share of carries. But I also think that there are ways to use a guy like Rod Smith in the backfield in tandem with Zeke or in pass mm-hmm. catching situations. Or I, I just think that they have. You know they've got a. I think the problem going into this year was that they assumed that uh, Beasley was going to, I think, pick up where he left off from last year, and that just didn't happen. And then, the, you know, right. a whole a series of other things happened in, in the ways to try to figure out how to fix that broken piece of their offense. And, you know, it just became plugging holes in the dam as they keep popping up. It, just, it, it always was one step ahead of where they were able to fix. So we're going to talk about a lot of those kind of things tomorrow. We're going to talk about how they should use Rod Smith. But that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I apologize for being off for the last week. I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tomorrow we will be answering your Twitter questions. So make sure you send them in to me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Or you can tweet the show at Cowboys. Make sure you guys get all your questions in. Try to save the draft questions for later on in the season or in the offseason when we get a chance to actually go through the film. If you guys have questions about the 2017 season or questions about free agency or guys uh, that the Cowboys should sign, please send those in. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.